Hello, I am Rachel. And I'm Jordan. And we are While the Kids Are in Bed podcast. So welcome, y'all. This is episode three. Um, Again, thank you for everybody that's been listening. We said it last week, but um, the texts and the messages that we're getting, some of you are sending us pictures of you with your Stanley Cups, which we <laughs> love. Um, and then Very just passionate. all that. Yes, yes. Those that are Very that passionate like about it. our Stanleys. I know, Stanley, if you're listening, send me a cup so I can test it out. That's um, right. Hashtag sponsored. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, but those are great. And um just the the like I said, listening and then the words of encouragement that y'all send us that you like it is just really sweet. So we we're having fun. And so we love that y'all are loving it just as much as us. And we have an Instagram account now. So make sure you follow while the kids are in bed podcast. Um, so we're gonna be posting different tips, getting y'all's ideas and feedback and all that good stuff on Instagram. So follow us there. Yeah. Right. Oh, are you ready for Halloween? Is little Olivia ready for Halloween? What's she gonna be? I think so. She's gonna be a little bunny. Oh, um yeah. So I I had grand ideas of doing like a family costume because mm. you know was Ben me. on board with this well I didn't even go there because I was like I can just see his face like oh my god you know I don't know it, when it comes to her he does do a little bit more than you know if it was just me yeah, asking he might surprise you but I, I pinned stuff you know, got on Pinterest I did it, and I just it was one of those things that I just could not mentally handle, handle. Did you and have any so, ideas for a family costume or you just thought maybe we'll do a family costume? No, I mean, I saw okay. stuff on Pinterest, but nothing spoke to me. Um, okay. So I was, I was in Marshall's one day and I was like, okay, if I see something here, oh, I was going to, I was going to make her be a tiger at first. And then I hmm. thought we could be um, like, I don't think they're called tiger tapers. It's like a lion tamer. <laughs> But you know the premise, that concept. Yes, but I would have to order the costume. That would be so, cute. Yeah. So, anyways, I was in Marshalls, and I was like, if I see something here I like, and it works, then that's just it seals mm-hmm. the deal. Well, yes. So, bunny. Sorry, I'm already. I'm already. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good I was already brainstorming your next year costume, where she can be the tiger, and then you and Ben can be from Tiger King. Oh my and gosh. He would That's get the mullet. You know, I think we're the I think we might be the only two people that have not watched Tiger King. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I just understand the <laughs> reference. And I've just seen the pictures. You know, like I feel like that was like the biggest costume. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we need to work on our uh, pop culture. Like we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's really popular. That would I did be watch really her, cool though. Um, That's right. Oh, well, just, yeah, totally. Table that for next year. Okay. Remind me. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, because right now she's so little, like, so we, um, so yeah, she's a little bunny. It's adorable. And she loves a little bunny, um, like, rattle stuffed animal. So it kind of is fitting because she loves Mm. the bunny. So. That's really cute. Yeah. They're always cute at that age. Yeah. So it's like just enough, but it's like, I didn't want to do anything too, because she has to be carried. So it's not like you know, she's going to be walking Mm -hmm. or even in a wagon. Are you going door to door or like a trunk or treat type thing? 
Well, so I was like, we don't live in a neighborhood, you know, it's like more like a community of houses and no one really trick or treats. But I was like, it can't just be Ben and me going around with a newborn getting candy because clearly we're the ones eating the candy. So we're actually going to drive up um, and hang out with her older cousins. And we're going to go just tag along trick or treat in quotes with them. So because I want to do something. It's her first Halloween. Um, Yeah. But that way I don't feel like the weirdo that's like this candy's clearly right because <laughs> she's right, four exactly. months old <laughs> exactly can so, i get two can i get yes, two? i really love kit cats can you throw another one in there so what about you what are well you her favorite is skittles <laughs> yeah yeah she really loves those <laughs> um what are y'all doing are y'all hmm. staying in the neighborhood or are you hooking up with your sister what are y'all doing yeah we'll probably go see my sister um, they have some trunk or treats in the area, which I feel like growing up, is that like a recent thing, trunk or treat, or do I just not remember that? Being? I don't, yeah, I don't remember going to anything except for walking around my neighborhood Halloween night. Right. Same. But, Although as a, like a parent, especially as a parent of a young kid and like you, we don't live in like a established neighborhood. Um, right. it would take us like all night just to get up to like the closest houses <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and true. we'd be like, well, we're done. Um, yeah, made it to the so mailbox. <laughs> made it. So I like the idea of these trunk or treats that different, I mean, they've got some that churches do or just, yeah. um, our gym did one so where it's just nice. Cause then you don't have to walk. Everything's kind of close by. You don't have to walk very far. Right. Um, so we'll do that. Um, we did the gym, one at the gym last week. And then um, I got Graham a firefighter costume um, so that Scotty could be a Dalmatian. <gasps> That's adorable. I'm really excited. Um, and then my sister. Um, so when we go meet up with her kids for their trunk or treat, um, she ended up getting us a PJ or I don't know if Olivia watches PJ Mask at this stage, Not but that's quite. something we're, we're really into. So yes. um, Graham will be Gecko is the green I, character. The, the nephews are of the age that PJ okay. Mask is popular. So is I am familiar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So he'll be Gecko and then Liam and Emma will be Owlette or Catboy and Owlette. I love it. So they have two costumes. How fancy. I know. So now I feel like little Scotty is just going to be a Dalmatian, but it'll like, like what they wear. Um, yeah. So she'll just, it'll be PJ mask and a Dalmatian. Perfect. Be great. great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to match. I love the fire. You'll have to get a picture of the um, fireman and the Dalmatian. That is super cute. I, will. It's super I love that. I love that idea. awesome yeah yeah I I can't I keep forgetting that it's on Monday it's really blowing my mind how quickly October has passed I know when there are all these you know we were talking about this via text but all of this like there's every year there's this hubbub about like what days do we trick-or-treat like in I get maybe it's a Charlotte thing I don't know but it's like no I think we do that here too I it's and I I get the premise because it is a school night it's a pain Mm -hmm. but to be honest if you have younger kids I mean you typically go out a little bit before dark and you don't stay Mm -hmm. out too long and 
I, I get it, but like we were saying, like it's too massive a holiday. Like, what? How are you going to let the masses know that your little neighborhood has the decided masses. to not do it on Monday? Because, on, right? You know, like I mean, granny, you if you don't have a light on, typically people aren't going to knock at your door. But then it's just, I don't know. It's like go to a trunk if you don't want to do it on Monday night. Go to trunk or treats. Do those things that are on the weekends or whatever, and then turn off your light and. Tell your kids. Call it a night. Halloween's over. I'll buy you some candy. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. But yeah, I agree. I think it's so funny that every year it happens and it's like, it's just too universal to change for your little pocket. Because the people do go to different neighborhoods. So, I mean, it would just be yeah. really hard to. Yes. Can you imagine like, like you have older kids, they knock on someone's door and they're like, oh, sorry, we, we did that yesterday. We're, yeah. not, we're not handing out candy tonight. Yeah. Sorry, it's oh. over in our house. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I find it. I mean, like I said, I get the premise, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if yeah. you want to do it, do it and deal with the late night or don't do it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, That's it's exciting. Step. But she's, yeah, she's a good age. Olivia's a good age for the, the, holidays this year you know where it's like she's old enough to like wear a costume that's cute she's like you know sitting up better and you know more Mm -hmm. alert so um so yeah hopefully it'll be a good a good time yeah Yeah. well what are we talking about today so today we're gonna talk about the most helpful advice and the least helpful advice um that we have been given uh in our short times in motherhood Mm -hmm. (laughs) journey but um yeah we asked our facebook friends our instagram friends some um and and other friends real you know real real friends real people friends yeah um what they thought and so some people send in some good good stuff but yeah I think it's just I again like we talked about like everything comes from a good place like people just love giving advice love talking and love you know things they I think that's true of anything like they love sharing what they do I mean hence what we're doing here but um I just think it's so funny because like it's just such an abstract thing to explain to somebody else like I think being pregnant, giving birth and being a mom, it's just like, you could talk about it till you're blue in the face, but mm-hmm. until you're like in it, it's just really, really hard to wrap your head around the emotions, all the stuff. Yeah. So, well, and it's so, it's so personalized. Like yes. you feel a certain way because of what happened during your delivery yes. or postpartum yes. experience. And that's not going to be the same for me. So Very true. You know, yeah, you can be passionate about you end up being passionate about different things. And yes, yes. We'll kind of talk and, about that. Yeah. And every baby's different. So it's like what works for one might not work for the other and all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think it's fun. Our list is pretty fun. Um, I kind of chuckle about just, again, like thinking about these things before I had a kid versus now it's like, what in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, and that's so the truth. Gonna, you know, yeah, just things that in the fantasy world, what you think is going to happen versus reality. <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, as we were thinking about this, obviously I'm more in like the new mom stage of like fresh postpartum dealing with all that stuff and everything. And for me, I don't know if it's advice, but I think it's a misconception that people have is they tell you that if you breastfeed, it helps you lose the baby weight. And I have personally found that to be false. When you first start breastfeeding, the act of the baby breastfeeding helps your uterus go back down. Contract. To like, yeah. yes. So that is true. That does help that go back to size. And I think, I personally think that's where that misconception has come from. It's like, yes, you are shrinking that, like you said, contracting it back down. And that does help with some of the fluff for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you have to keep up like the supply and demand if you're doing it. And that requires not just pumping, but also feeding, nourishing yourself and eating more calories. I mean, breastfeeding mom needs roughly 500 extra calories a day because I mean, yes, you are feeding that to your baby, but it's like, I don't know, for me, it's just like, if I was truly trying to lose the baby weight in a really intense way, I'd be, you know, calorie counting more, watch, you know, doing all that stuff. And it's like, you really can't, you can focus on good holistic foods, but you really can't be very calorie restrictive because it affects your supply. And then you're not Mm -hmm. feeding your baby appropriately. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I mean, I granted, I don't have anything to compare to because I, I have only breastfed, but personally I haven't like felt like, oh, breastfeeding has helped the weight just like fall off just because you're having to eat so much and you're so hungry Hungry. all the time so when I felt yeah I felt like I hung on to a little bit of weight until like with Grant with my first with Graham until I stopped Mm -hmm. nursing um I don't yeah I don't I I couldn't say that breastfeeding helped me lose weight um, and I also hate that just that advice is out there because I don't feel like it makes those who don't breastfeed, like feel like they're like behind, behind yeah. already and That's not given like, okay, you're not given that advantage, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, well I didn't breastfeed. So here I am. And it's like, well, yeah. no, I mean, because there's plenty of reasons. I and mean, we talk about it all the time, like if you're not breastfeeding there, I mean, there's pros and cons to both paths. But it's like, yeah, but I mean, if you have that mindset or like someone tells you that like, oh, well, if you were breastfeeding, you would have you know, lost the weight better. Like no one, no mom wants to hear that. No woman wants to hear uh-huh. anything like that. Uh-huh. But I mean, things like that are said. And I'm just like, it's just not true. Like, because you do, you have to eat so much to keep yourself full because you're uh-huh. giving so much to the baby. So for me, it has to, it's been a big mindset shift of like, I have to focus on exercise. And then focus, like what we talked about last week on like real foods, good, making Mm -hmm. sure I'm getting my fruits and veggies in because I can't calorie restrict. I can't, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't portions are a little bit bigger because you're just so hungry. So it's, you know, you, it's just totally. So I was really shocked and I kind of knew it wasn't going to be like, oh, falling off me, but it is very shocking that it like really doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. in that department Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's my that's my number one 
I guess I would say myth. I don't know if it was advice given to me, but it was some definitely something I, yeah, a misconception I had before mm-hmm. having kids. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good one. Um, Cause I feel like you hear that a lot with like that being a main benefit to mm-hmm. getting your body back is like, well, if you're breastfeeding, that'll help. That'll help. And that, like you say, yeah, it's definitely not, not the case. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, another one that you hear a lot is, um, sleep when the baby sleeps in terms oh, of yeah. advice. Yeah. A lot and, of people mention this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really common. Um, and well, I had a very difficult sleeper for my first kid, Graham, and still is. He continues to just have some sleep struggles now that he's you know, now three and a half, but as a newborn, I mean, it was enough just to feel, I mean, like my accomplishments, certain days would be like, get dressed, brush my <laughs> teeth, you know, like empty yeah. the dishwasher. Like it would be yeah. just like the, the things that if I could tackle that day, I remember one day feeling so overwhelmed. This is kind of like a side note, but I remember one day being like, today I've got to figure out how to work air quotes, like figure out this ergo baby carrier. Like that was yes. like my big like yes. task that day. And it just felt yes. like overwhelming between feedings and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a baby that doesn't sleep anyways. And so to say sleep when the baby sleeps just seems so like, it just feels so like carefree and oh, how easy yeah. just to nap. But sometimes like, I really, I mean, I'd want to, sh- like I had all these battling um, mm-hmm. things I wanted to get done. I wanted to take a shower, you know, yes. like that, that, that was really high on my priority list just to feel like a new person, especially mm-hmm. if I hadn't taken one the day before, you know, it wasn't like a consistent thing. Yeah. But, yeah. And to say sleep when the baby sleeps just makes it sound so easy. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think that's true. Like it's more about because the I the advice is sound, and I'm not saying that I've never napped when she's napped. Like mm-hmm. those are glorious days when that happened, but it's more just the the air that it gets off that like all you're doing is like taking care of the baby and sleeping, and it's like mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Like like you said, like mm-hmm. for I remember that exact same thing. It was like, and granted, I have a really good sleeper. Like I have been very blessed with a baby that sleeps, but especially when they're so little, like it's like sleep, feed, sleep, feed, sleep, feed. I mean, you're just like, you know, you're constantly preparing for the next feed. And so for, like you said, like, I remember thinking like, I have five things I want to get done today. Which one am I going to do during this nap? Like, am I going to shower? Am I going to eat? Am I going to clean? Like, am I going to call for a birth certificate? Like, you know, like all the stuff that you have to get done that you really have like a very short window of time to do. And I remember thinking like, I can either choose to shower or I can eat, but they're both not going to happen right Mm -hmm. now, you know? And like, and so that's the thing. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, like, and you are tired, but it's just one of those things that just doesn't happen because other things kind of just take over and you're, you know, got that. And then if you don't have a good sleeper, like we went through a little phase where 
um, living at nap very well. And then you're like, okay, like it's go time. Like as soon as they go down in the crib, it's like, yes, okay, let's do it. And you're just like running like a tornado <laughs> through the house. Like all the shit you need to get done before she could possibly you wake don't know, up. Yeah. Again. You don't know. Naps are super unpredictable at certain times. Yeah. You don't know when, yeah. how much time you have. Yeah. Like I mean, say. I really feel like I close the door and I'm like, like let's do it it's go time and I'm just like sprinting around the house like eating food really fast because I'm like oh my god I gotta eat before she wakes up and then I need to do you know it's just like I mean because there's certain things you can do when they're awake but there's certain things that you obviously prefer to do when they're asleep so yeah I just it's just harder than it than it Mm -hmm. it, the device makes it sound yeah 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 like you say it's not that I haven't done it um but it also just seems like by the second they go down, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, close my eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> narcolepsy, done. Yeah, just like, and I'm out. Yeah, because you're like, we want to unwind. And so you're just like so hyped up on the adrenaline. Mm. Like, I remember just being like, you know, like, oh my God, like, this is just, oh, you know, all mm-hmm. the things. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, but the, and I'll, I mean, it never fails. Like, I'll like finish up a task I was doing. And I'm like, okay, she's down. And I grab the blanket and like, maybe mm-hmm. I can get in like a 30 minute. And then a quick nap. it's like, yeah, no, you know, so like, damn it. But um, I remember being so angry. I'd like, oh, I was going to unwind for a few minutes and like mm-hmm. scroll my phone or do something mindless. And then, you know, little did I know like an hour's passed and I've literally done nothing. besides just like relax, which I guess, you know, also is important too. But, and then he would wake up. I'd be like, well, I just like squandered my time. What did I, yes, yes. I've done that before where I was like, oh, I'm going to read. And then I get caught up doing, you know, like you do on social media. And then they wake up and like, well, damn, I didn't get to read my book. Like, you know, so yeah, good, good premise. But yeah, it does make it seem like you're just twiddling your thumbs and exactly you know and that's harder um when you've got other things going on and especially when you have other children like you can forget that yeah definitely um so that's that's really only one kid advice first kid advice (laughs) if you're gonna take I don't know know who is able to nap when they have kids yeah with like multiple schedules and right it definitely doesn't happen then so but yeah yeah well intended um Mm -hmm. what's your next one so for me, it was people, I hate to say people suggesting baby gadgets or baby things, but because I do think like, it's good to ask people what they want, but when people give you like the, their must have items, or you find these people on TikTok or you look on Pinterest and there's these, you know, pay these lists of like, can't live without equipment or whatever Mm -hmm. it's hard because when you're pregnant and especially with your first you want guidance like you want somebody to tell you like this is exactly what you need this is what you need yes but it's impossible to say because just because you might have fallen in love with this bassinet or whatever it is that you have I might not touch it or might not need it and it's just like you just one every baby is different. So you have no idea how your baby is going to react to the seat, chair, bouncer, whatever it is. And then two, like they change so quickly. 
So like the idea of spending this astronomical amount of money on something, now granted in baby world, three months is a long time. I mean, it is. I mean, those mm-hmm. that feels like forever. But still, it's like they adapt and change like something that might that could have worked for them week one might not work for them again, mm-hmm. you know, week four. And it so it's hard. It's like, I mean, I didn't I did add things to my registry based on like suggestions. Like my sister-in-law suggested something like she had just had um she has a one-year-old, so like fairly close in age to Olivia. And like, of course, I asked you and our other mom friends, like, what are some like go-to items? But my, I guess my thing is like, before you go and think these are must haves, like, and buy and spend all that money, maybe get them like Mm -hmm. secondhand or consignment or something. So you have Mm -hmm. it if you need it, but you're not spending all this money on all the things. Yes. Yes. Um, Both two of my sister-in-laws, one her um like the mamaroo which yes. is a very popular you know like bouncer if you will and then the other uh, my other sister-in-law um I think had tried the snoo the snoo and um luckily she was able to rent it um that's a good idea but yeah but because these I feel like you well, one I feel like you think um if it's expensive, it's worth it and mm-hmm. going to work. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember with Graham specifically, he would not take any bottle. Like we could not figure out a bottle that he would take. Mm-hmm. And same with a swaddle. It was like, you're trying to, it's hard because you want to be prepared. So mm-hmm. if someone were to suggest to me, like, don't buy everything in advance, like the thought of that with having my first baby, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd be a little nervous to not have things at the ready. Right. Um, right. But now having gone through it, realizing that like, I'd much rather borrow a bottle from someone to know, okay, he likes the ma'am versus nuke or whatever. And then yeah. can purchase that. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with, and like you say, people are so passionate about like, oh my God, you have got to get this. And you're like, well, yeah, sure. I don't, I mean, if it's going to yeah. help them sleep or if it's yeah. going to solve this magical problem, then of course I will do that. Right. And then I remember trying stuff and being like this, like, am I missing something? Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. And that was me. Like I actually was given a couple things like offhand that were hand-me-downs and I was like I don't think I'll need this and then they add then they those things ended up being the things that I used more than I thought I would too mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like the thing is like mm-hmm. yes have things on hand but you know like don't go I, again I mean do what you want it's you know your journey but for me it was it was nice to have the essentials but then I was also blessed with having being able to get a lot of hand-me-downs from friends yes. that's one plus of waiting until you're a little older to have kids you can have hand-me-downs from people but it, it really was nice because it was I didn't feel that pressure to force anything on her so if mm-hmm. it worked for us it was great if it didn't work there was there was no skin off the teeth. It was just mm-hmm. like, okay, like next thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, we spent money on a good glider for the nursery. 
and you know like obviously you need a good crib and those like essential things but Mm -hmm. for me it was just like you just get really overwhelmed when you don't when you're a new mom and so it's just and when people ask me like what are your go-to things it's just so hard to say because it's like well these are what Olivia likes and what works for our family like you know like the whole DACA tot thing that's so popular it's like I have a a hand-me-down version that's even like a knockoff version but like we didn't really use that that much because we have a big dog and he jumps on the couch so it's like if god if I left her on a dog on the couch she kind of pulled off the cushion you know <laughs> when Porter jumped up there so it just it didn't it didn't make sense for our like lifestyle to really use that I mean I took it to the beach and she used it like in the tent you know mm-hmm. but for every day it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but I would say too on the flip side accept accept almost everything that someone's willing to give you because you never know like things like you know bottles like I registered for bottles because that's what I thought you were supposed to do and then like unlike Graham like Olivia took the nipple from the breast pump bottle so for a while I was like I don't need these I almost returned them Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm going to save them because one, if we have another kid, you never know. And two, it's just like, it's not, they're not hurting anything in the closet. And recently she's needed to up her ounces and she needs six ounces. Well, the six ounces don't fit in those little bottles. So mm-hmm. I had to bust open that box and mm-hmm. use the bigger one. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you, if you get things, try to hold on to them for as long as you can and accept anything because then you can try things out in a little bit better fashion and Mm. then really know for sure but Mm. I don't know don't go don't go crazy with the must-have baby registry lists that's fine yeah yeah I I end up returning a lot of stuff from my registry when yeah you know I bought the Dr. Brown's multi-pack of bottles and realizing Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't take it um it's so hard with with um holding on to stuff too though because like the minimalist in me wants to be like get this shit out of here like I don't I don't want it but you're so right like there is nothing worse than I mean thank god for Amazon or like Target same day pickup (laughs) yeah but because when it comes to like a sleep or feeding issue you don't want time to wait or an inconvenience to get to the store and get stuff. So it is really nice when you have, um, yeah, something that can, that can help that's already on hand. Yeah. And that you can try and just like, see what happens and then, you know, mm-hmm. be able to reevaluate, but yeah, take things that people are willing to give you. Um, but don't, yeah, the, like I said, the, the idea that you need all these things is just really hard to pinpoint. So yeah what's your next that is true um okay my next one I'll have to give context to because it's when people say like soak it all in babies don't keep I hope you're enjoying it um because obviously every stage is fleeting and it is kind of like nostalgic Mm to um look back and realize how fast something moved in time Um, but I feel like the context of this, I feel like is said often in response to like a complaint or 
a comment where you're kind of seeking support or sympathy about like having a rough night of sleep or, you know, oh my gosh, I'm really tired. Both, you know, the kids were up early or had a rough night or sick. And someone will say like, we'll soak it all in. They're only little for, you know, for so long. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not like every day is a walk in the park or enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of comes off a little snarky for someone who I know they're intending well, but part, I mean, motherhood can be really hard and really isolating and it's not always, um, it's hard to see joy in every single moment and it can feel like, um, like your feelings aren't really valid if you're having a hard time and really just need someone to say like, I totally get it. These newborn days, you know, are rough or whatever stage you're in. Um, so it's just, I I know it's meant well, Mm -hmm. but, um, it doesn't always hit, um, hit home the way it is intending to. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we might've been like a week or two in, um, and so mind you, you have like a newborn and then you also are postpartum and that is a very raw time. Um, you know, it's just, you're not yourself. You don't feel great, you know? And I remember someone looking at me and saying, isn't it the best? And I was like, uh, no, it's, and I felt like such yeah. a shitty person, but it was like, I mean, I love her. Like, obviously I love her and I'm right. so happy she's here, but this moment right now in my life, no, it's not the best. I am wearing pads right. that are bigger than her diapers. Like I can't go to the bathroom. I struggle to walk up the stairs. Like I'm all c- uncomfortable all the time. I need a water right. bottle to go to the bathroom. Right. I have like, stitches in a place where I never thought I would have stitches. Right. Like I could barely walk, you know, enough to like register that I'm walking on my watch. And it's like, isn't it the best? <laughs> like, no, it's not. And right. again, it comes from, cause it is being a mother and having, it is the best. But mm. in that moment, when you're feeling that raw and you're just like sleep deprived and you don't know what the hell you're doing. It's just all these emotions like, and maybe I'm, I'm the only one, but I don't know many moms that are sitting there being like, this is the best. best. Like this is the best thing ever. I mean, cause looking at them, it is, but the whole thing isn't just like you said, like yes. the advice, soak it all in is wonderful but usually it's given when you've had a really shitty day and you're like yeah. I just I get I yes, need some support right. here yes but just let me have because I I think and we've talked about this before but as moms it's just like you're it's almost like you feel bad complaining because then you are you ungrateful and you feel right. guilty like you and I were talking about this like with you know, Olivia having upper ounces is like, I think through all the solutions. And then I'm like, God, oh, well, that's going to be, that's going to suck. Cause I'm going to have to have to do these things. And then I feel like crap because I'm worried about myself when I should be worrying about her, you know, without, you know, so it is, it's hard, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good advice, but give it, give it maybe when it's a, there's a positive thing happening. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's normally said by strangers too. Like it's not, yes. it's someone who, yeah. who 
who doesn't understand like what you're like what you're going through in the mm-hmm. moment. So it is kind of like a, a disconnect yeah. there. Um, it yeah. reminds me of that, um, the same feelings, I guess, that it elicits like that guilt for not soaking it all in. Or I'm reminded from that reel where they're like, you only have five years before your kid, you know, goes off to school. And, um, and then there's obviously people talk about, you know, only 18 summers mm-hmm. that you have with your kid. And I just, I just hate one, the fact that, especially for the five-year time frame, you make, if you're a full-time working parent, then I feel like that makes you feel guilty for not, not being there at home with your kid for those five or six years until they go to kindergarten. Right. And um, it also kind of assumes that like a lot of comments uh, in response to that came out that I support that were saying, you know, there's so much more to childhood beyond the five years that are enjoyable. You know, you get to see this person who um, really starts to have their personality shine and you can um, do more things, talk to them, kind of hold more adult-like conversations that it's not just, um, yeah, you know, yes, every stage, you know, it, it will only be there for a certain time and you try to enjoy the best you can, but they're all, they're better parts coming too. Um, and it's not always, it's not always a walk in the park. Yeah. And I think some people would argue that they enjoy the older years better, you know, than the Mm. first five, because they're older and more independent and things like that. But yeah, it's again, everything usually starts off with good intentions, but it's Mm. again, that feeling of guilt when you're just having a day or you're like, I know I'm, I, I do try to be present, but then when there's times where work calls or something else calls and I wasn't as present moms have enough guilt as it is we don't need anything that's going to make it feel worse we don't need anything to to layer it on so yeah Mm -hmm. that one that one's a tough one to yeah especially if it was Mm. from a stranger (laughs) Mm. um so my my last one for work again this is probably more of a misconception um but you know I, I feel this energy around like when you're breastfeeding that people give off the vibe that like if you help someone, if you let someone help feed the baby, that you wouldn't be so tired and you wouldn't be so, you know, exhausted, like all this stuff. Like, and, you know, and I get that need. But for me, a big eye opener misconception was when you pump it doesn't give you the freedom that you think it does because yes, like, you know, like Ben had to do bedtime tonight. So like, yes, he fed her and I had freedom for that span of time where I was at the gym doing something else. Yes. Air quotes. Um, I was doing something else. Yeah. And, but what <laughs> that means in the flip side is either I had to pump before my free time or after my free time, because as you know, like if you don't pump one, you're miserable, you're uncomfortable. And then two, you're affecting your supply. So for me, that was just, I remember you sharing that with me. And I was like, oh my God, like, I just assumed like when somebody else was feeding the baby that you were getting air quotes Mm -hmm. freedom, which again, you are, but it comes at a price because you have to turn around and pump. So Mm -hmm. when it's like, oh, like, 
you know, when we want to go somewhere and it's like, oh, well, I could just fear. And I, you know, most of, it's like, I can bring a bottle, but it's like, my God, I'd rather just be able to feed her naturally because it's less hassle. Um, mm-hmm. So that big thing. And then again, you're having to wash bottle parts and pump parts and all that stuff. So that's the thing. But then again, on the flip side with bottles, you're having, I, I prefer, you know, breastfeeding on the go because I can just put her on and eat you know she can eat when you don't need any anything as opposed to like packing a bottle and shaking up the formula and all that stuff so I think it's just a misconception that feeding a baby is just easy in general like Mm -hmm. when they had when they're like well well before solids it's just easier and it's like I mean it is but you still have a lot of crap that goes with it even if you're not breastfeeding mm. it's like letting somebody else feed the baby or choosing formula you're still dealing with pre-making bottles and washing bottles and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff so yeah I think that that would be for me is like letting someone help you feed the baby isn't as always helpful as you think it's and helpful it, yeah, yeah and it's not as an easy job as mm-hmm. I think it's just assumed like I just give a baby a bottle it's like there's so much behind the scenes on either side of that task mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I think where I about. right where I feel that the most is when it comes to sleeping yes because you know we had this um not really a debate it was more just me being like when we you know when we brought Graham home it's like well why am I why do I need to wake Alex up right if I'm going to have to be up to feed him anyways, because Mm -hmm. if he wants to feed him a bottle, then like you say, I still need to find time to pump if we're, you know, breastfeeding. And, um, it doesn't, that's, I think the hardest part is because you think, well, when am I going to get, how can I get better sleep, but still not affect supply, um, Mm -hmm. or find the time to, to work in another, another, um, pump pump session it's like it becomes like a math problem sometimes and then it, yeah like you say, it just becomes easier to yeah I'd rather feed the baby go. and then someone take her and then I could like yeah. maybe go back to bed but the only time that has worked for us is um you know been taken like a weekend morning so like I can sleep in but like I still get up with enough time to pump so it's like you get but it's like an extra hour. You can't sleep too long because you're like you mm-hmm. said, you're in pain. So yeah, that whole, you know, letting people feed the baby thing is a, a tricky one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um should we move to the good side? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a good, good list advice. of good advice. It's not all terrible. <laughs> Um, I really like, so in terms of, uh, helpful things that have been shared, I really like my friend Katie mentioned this and I love this one so much. She, um, her mom told her postpartum, it's your, your baby, your rules. And, and for her situation, it was applying to advice that her doctor was giving her that she kind of disagreed with about, um, feeding, but I feel like it can be applied to so many areas because it, there's so many, um, you know, what are the societal norms? I feel like we get caught up in, and that could be, you know, the popularity of like, okay, well, or the, the norm I should say of, 
well, why aren't you breastfeeding? Or right. if you're having trouble breastfeeding, well, why aren't you doing formula? Why are you continuing mm-hmm. to, to try? Or why aren't yeah. you swaddling? Or why aren't you putting the baby in go, the crib? Yeah, those go through cycles of what's pop, popular, of what's like you said, common, in the moment. Normal, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I feel like there's always people on both sides that are passionate about like either one. Yes. Um, you know, one of our, we didn't go through, uh, mention it, but one advice that we had for, that was kind of like a miscon or a bad quote unquote bad advice was to not hold the baby. And so right. that's when people say your baby, your rules, it's like, if I want to hold my baby while she naps, then I'm going to do that. Or yeah. if I want to let my baby nap in the crib, then no, we're not going to wake her up so that you can see her, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. I love the idea that, you know, you're the best mm-hmm. mother, father, whatever for that child. And right. you know, best. Mm-hmm. And so to not get caught up in what someone else wants you to do, I feel like this comes up to a lot with in-laws. Yes. And obviously generationally things have changed and just yeah. what was normal then versus what's normal now, or just what mm-hmm. you want to do now, you know, as a different, you're a different parent than your parents were and your in-laws were yeah. and to just really hold true to that and say like, this is what's working for us and for our family. And I'm not going to feel yeah. bad about it. Yeah. I love that one because it is really, really overwhelming to hear everybody. Like, and I think what bothers me the most is when people ask questions, like, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I know, again, it all comes from a good place, but I'm like, no, we're not. Or, you know, it's like, no, she's not like, just, you know, leave it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, because for me, what was really eye-opening was I, I know her better than anybody else knows her. Because yep. you are with 100%. that baby. And that's what I told Ben. I was like, I am with her, especially at the beginning, all day, every day, every hour, she, a minute she's awake, I am with her. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, again, the source of food. And granted, I mean, Ben was there and shared in the time. But I was like, I, I know her. Like, I know because I'm here and I know her. And again, also they're in your body. I mean, my gosh, they come out of you. So that really, that sense of like, no one knows your baby better than you, it comes out really strong. And so I think that's such good advice. Like, is your baby, your rules, you're going to know what feels right. And that actually reminded me of good advice I got that I completely forgot about. But I remember talking to some ladies at the gym and I was panicking over like, how do people just know how to do this? Like feed, nap, wake, sleep cycles, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I was just like, I don't understand. I need all the books. I need, I need to read. I need to read. I read, I take notes. And I, I just remember being like petrified. Like, I don't understand how all these women that don't have a baby all of a sudden have a baby. And then you go and visit them. And it's like, they're just doing the thing. They're just doing it. And it's like, how, they got how, it figured out. how, how are they? And it's like, the baby's not that old. How did this happen? And, um, one of the ladies told me, they're like, you're just going to know, like trust and that you are just going to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but it is so true. And I'm not saying don't read the books because there are books that are Mm -hmm. very helpful and give you guidance and give you guidelines, but that sense of like, 
you know what feels right for you and your baby and you know what makes sense like for you and your baby that is so true it's like you and even if it is a doctor like if you read something or you get advice just because they're a doctor doesn't mean they're the best doctor out there there are plenty I mean that's a whole nother tangent but (laughs) you know if you receive advice medical or un or not that doesn't sit right with you, you have, Mm -hmm. you need to do something for you and your baby and figure it out because you know what feels right and what doesn't and trust your gut. Yeah. It's the best thing I can give. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I, I love that, that, yeah. And so that would be mine. That's mine. You will know what to do with your baby. Mm -hmm. Trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Now that whole, you'll, you'll just know. Um, I've tried to explain that will not even explain. I've had this conversation in my household a lot when it comes not as much with Scotty, but prior to that with Graham Mm -hmm. and trying to explain to Alex, like when to get Graham from the crib when he's crying. Yes. I feel like only a mother, not only a mother, but it takes time for, to develop kind of like, is that a an alarming cry where something's wrong, I should go get them. Or is that mm-hmm. like a, I'm tired. I might settle down cry. Yes. Yep. And, um, also with, uh, kind of the whole, you just know, it's always, um, also hard. It's always hard to give advice in our, this has come up before in our text thread when we'll talk about like, should I give Thailand, like, should I give medicine yes. in this instance? Yeah. And it's like, well, you just, you just know, I can't tell you Mm-hmm. You'll I know when they don't feel right yeah, or they're I, not acting exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. It's and hard somebody, to yeah. explain that. And several people actually posted um, the worst advice they got was to let the baby cry it out. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think this mm-hmm. kind of applies to like what you were saying with the crib. It's like, like again, developmentally appropriate, all that stuff, you know, you do your own research. But for me, it's about that pause you know like you said like learning that pause of like don't you know don't let them cry it out but you as a mother will know like when that cry happens is it a pause cry and we're just kind of let them see what happens for a few minutes like are they going to settle back down or is it a like like no we need to go in like this is it yeah and I think you learn that kind of pause of like okay just take a breather step back and kind of feel Mm -hmm. out you know the The situation need yeah Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah I'll get I'll get the text I'll get the text occasionally like so should I get him or her (laughs) from the crib and I'm like well I'm not I'm not there what's the situation you got to feel out the situation yeah what it's like and try and trust your gut and if it and if it goes bad or does something that you didn't intend then I mean you learn from it but typically you know what feels right Um, yes so good. That's such good that advice. Path. So, mm. yeah, so that's mine. Um, one of so the next one of mine. This kind of like fast forwards a little bit in time, um, to when kids are a little older, but not much older. Yeah. But my sister is kind of the first one who I got this feedback for, learned this from, and she and still has instilled like a quiet time in their house. So she's got, um, she's got, um, slightly older kids, you know, her oldest is in kindergarten. Um, but every day 
they, um, every day they'll have a, he's home, he'll have a quiet time. So even though your kid, if your kid no longer naps, there's still like a time where they know, you know, everybody knows that the child will be up in their room, can be reading books, Mm -hmm. playing quietly, whatever, but it's like a, a, a good time in the day for everyone just to reset. Yes. And I can't, I mean, obviously now Graham doesn't nap, um, every day. He's, you know, probably 50, 50 in terms of when he'll nap. And so it's one, it reduces the struggle of like, I don't want to sleep. And I can just say, okay, Mm -hmm. well, you can read books. You don't have to sleep. You can play with, you know, the toys that he's got up there. It lets me then, you know, it could be take a shower. It could be, um, eat all the things that Mm -hmm. chasing around a toddler, um, prevent you from doing and, (laughs) you know, just a nice reset. Like, don't let that nap time just because they're no longer napping. Don't let that time, Mm -hmm. um, go away. I love the idea of just keeping like a quiet time as part of the like timeline. I remember you talking about that, sharing that with me. And I thought that was such a great idea because like you said, like, well, one, I mean, they're stimulated all day long, all the time. So to give them time away from screens, from, you know, playing and just giving themselves time to calm down and relax can't be a bad thing. Yes. You know, and again, and it can be like a whole, you know, eventually it could be like all the whole family's doing quiet time. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I tell them. I said, we're all doing quiet time. Yeah. Yeah. Like reading, you know, relaxing. So I, yeah, I love that. I think that's such a good thing because, and that kind of goes into the, the advice that I have or was given that I love is making time for yourself and you and your partner, you know, it's like quiet time Mm -hmm. is again, you're not punishing them. They can play, they can do whatever they want to do, but it gives you that hour, however long you set it for to really have a little bit of you time. So whether Mm -hmm. that's taking a bath or a shower or reading a book or working out or whatever it is, you're, you're doing something good for your child, but you're also giving yourself permission to do something that you need to do like during mm-hmm, that hour, mm-hmm. possibly, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, um, but yeah, I think as moms, it's really easy to lose yourself in motherhood and your children and the needs of your family and feeling, mm-hmm. you know, because you're the, the, you know, the source of nutrients most of the time. And just, again, you're, regardless it's the mom's the one that's at fault if anything goes wrong and so Mm. you know I think just making sure that you again we've talked this you're going to change as a mother but and that's okay and I think that's supposed to happen but to not lose who you were before motherhood completely like I think Mm -hmm. you mentioned in our first episode like it's nice to have friends that knew you before you were a mom Mm -hmm. to kind of give you something to grasp Mm -hmm. onto and hold on to because and it's nice I mean it's nice to have friends that aren't moms like when I go out with my friends that aren't moms like I mean they ask how she is but I talk about other things like I don't sit there and talk I try not to talk about my daughter the whole time because one I I I want to have other things to be able to talk about Mm -hmm. and you know and it just so it provides that air you know of you know, fresh perspective, I guess. But yeah, I mean, carving out time for you 
and not feeling guilty for that. Uh, it's so hard. I feel it like it's, it's something that I think we all strive to do or realize we need to do. And then, mm-hmm. um, like we do, it gets put on the back burner. Yeah. yeah I really so just, like, I really like the idea of, or, you know, that you hear the, the concept of like, you've got to fill your cup mm-hmm. before you can, you know, help others in that way. It's the whole, yeah. you know, you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you yes. can, yeah. you know, the whole airplane analogy. And as your kids get older, I think it's important for them to see that you're taking care of you and that there's something like you love them and you're passionate about family and them, but you Mm -hmm. have other things that you enjoy too. I think that's important for kids Mm -hmm. to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, making time for you and then making time for your partner. And I will say that's hard because again, the kid becomes the forefront of both your heads, you know, Mm -hmm. brains and, you know, energy. And it's a lot of work to leave the house both of you you know it's a lot of work to either send the kid to stay with somebody or to hire a babysitter in because you either have to pump you have to make the bottles you have to leave someone you know detailed instructions you know cross your fingers everything Mm -hmm. goes okay logistics all of that stuff and I mean it's very easy to throw in the towel and just be like god this is just not not worth it um, and then I, we almost did that with for our birthdays. We're like, oh my God, this just, you know, isn't worth it. And then it was like, no, we're go. Our birthdays are very close together. So I was like, we're, we can go out to dinner. We're doing them together. So it was just one dinner. It's like, we can make it work going out to dinner for our birthdays. Like we need to both get out of the house and do it. And, um, but it is, so don't let the struggle of it all overwhelm you Mm. and not make because it is it's easier to stay in and just not do because Mm -hmm. it is so much work to get out but um you know try just you know set a goal for yourself to make that happen because I think it's important for you like when we talk about caring for you I think it's important for somebody take a shower get ready put makeup on yeah going to a restaurant but then it's also important to have that time with your partner where you're able to talk and just kind of you know again you're never going to be those people before kids but at least you can talk without the kids there yeah have a meal without someone needing something yeah (laughs) eat it eat it while it's hot right right all of these things that yes yeah don't always happen so yeah any last uh words of wisdom from you (sighs) no just do your thing. <laughs> that's really the, yeah. I think that's yeah. the, the takeaway is, yeah. um, I like kind of the first two that we shared with, uh, your baby, your rules, and you'll just, mm-hmm. you'll just know, I think that kind of trumps any other advice, good or bad that you could be given. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think if you keep that at the forefront of your head, like you said, you, you talked to me off the ledge earlier this week about that, like, you are the best mom for that baby and there's mm-hmm. nobody better than you for your kids. So, right. you know, remember that and take everybody else's advice with a smile and, mm-hmm. a, you know, grain of salt and, you know, and again, this is not to say to not reach out for advice to your tribe. You know, you've got to have women people that you can talk to that you can lean on that you can do all the things with and that's never more true than with motherhood Mm -hmm. so find your people we have a text 
thread with our people that we, you know, are constantly talking about stuff with. And so it's been a godsend as a new mom to be able to talk to y'all that are a little bit ahead of me in the journey to be like, what do I do, you know, and get everybody's perspective. So don't, this is not to say don't ask for advice and don't reach out to the people, but find those people that you really trust and that you can rely on them to give you good, solid advice and that are similar to you that you feel like that resonates well with me, I guess, you know, Um, and find that group of people to lean on because that's important. But yeah, I like that your baby, your rules, that's, that would be number one, trust your gut. Love it. That's right. So, well, speaking of things we're loving, I'm Mm. excited to hear about your, you always have something I've never heard. Thank you. Um, (laughs) We've always have something that I've never heard about. Mm. Are you intrigued? Are you intrigued with the diamond art? Let me tell you. I am. I was, I am. That was, I will say, right. Your description didn't do it justice. It it doesn't. I don't, there's no way I think to explain it aside yes, from just seeing yeah, it. Jo- yeah. Jordan posted her diamond art on Instagram. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is really a spectacular piece. It's, I will say. It's, right. I mean, I'm not going to call myself Picasso, but it's pretty it's, darn good. I, yeah, I would, I would frame it in my house. See? So yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah impressed. So what, what yeah. is it that you have for this mm, week? For today or yeah, for this week, for today. Um, well, so I have multiple, this is like, sounds so trivial talking about it, but, um, I, I have multiple like earring, you know, piercing holes in my ear. Yes. And, uh, I mean, nothing crazy, but it just, <laughs> But the problem is I'm too lazy to wear jewelry, like to take jewelry on and off. Yeah. So, so let's be clear. You have three holes starting yeah. at your, like the, the traditional earlobe ear lobe, and then you go up, you go yes. up. Okay. And I do have a, and I have one in my cartilage. Okay. Um, that was a Clemson. I'm pretty sure we got that at Clemson when you got your ears pierced. My ears pierced for the ears first, first, first time. College. I'll get number seven while you get one and two then. <laughs> um, Rebel over here. And yep. so anyways, um, I don't, I like, I wanted to have been on the quest for jewelry that can stay in my ears, like, you know, like little studs. Okay. Um, the problem is the ones that stay in the best are like kind of painful when you sleep on them, yes. like when you lay on your ears in the pillow at night. And so I was in, I'm in a mom's Facebook group and someone suggested they're called like huggy earrings. Cause they, it's like a little tiny loop and it just hugs your earlobe. Oh, I've seen those where it's like a very subtle, very it's not subtle. A stud, Correct. but it's a loop. I've been looking yes. for these. I love the look. And they're okay. super, super lightweight. And so I got mine on Amazon and I can okay. share the link. And yeah. I just like having them in all the time. I shower in them. I sleep in them. Um, they stay in really well. I work out in them. I just okay. like that I can keep them there because if I try to take on jewelry and take it off, I'm just not going to, it's not going to happen for same. me. So yeah, like same. I'm terrible about that. I like those. I have seen those and I really enjoy it because I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a big jewelry person. Um, and being at the gym all the time, like training clients are working out. Uh, sometimes like, I feel like I, you know, want a little something, you know, mm-hmm, in my ears, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. like, all I have is like, you know, more going out jewelry. And so I like the subtlety of that. But I like how you describe that as going out jewelry. 
well, what else is it? Is that what people <laughs> it just wear sounds like every I'm day? envisioning you go into the club or something. <laughs> Let's be clear. I don't, I, the only time I've ever gone to a club is with you. And I'm pretty sure I was dragged there in college. It reminds um, me of like, this is my day makeup look versus my night makeup look. When like, it's the exact same for me. There is no day um, versus night. So let me be clear. I have jewelry that I used to wear. I come out in. Out of the house in the evenings for dinners at restaurants that no longer happens so I don't wear that jewelry anymore <laughs> so I need the huggy earrings because they're they're subtle I like the yes, subtleness they are of subtle. them yeah yeah I'm very excited okay I'll have to add yeah. that to my Amazon list yeah cool. um, so mine is the Revlon one-step volumizer um so it's the it's very popular I got it for Christmas last year of course this is the episode I don't have my hair down and straight but Mm. um because you could see it's magic but it's the one that is like a hairbrush a hair dryer that has a brush on it oh yes so I have really long hair now and um really kind of like thick hair and so I felt like even when I blow dried it I was always having to like straighten it so I was like I'd blow dry it with a ton of heat and then I'd have to immediately straighten it and then I was just adding mm-hmm. more heat on it like I always had to blow dry it and then do something else to another it another step yes and it just bothered me because I was just like well one per our earring conversation I'm a very minimal um person when it comes mm-hmm. to getting ready and so I just, I'm not one to spend a lot of time, especially when you get up early, go to work. Like I just, I don't want to spend that kind of time on my hair and I typically shower at night. So, um, I had saw this thing last Christmas and I was like, I wonder if it's worth the hype. So I got it and I really love it. It is like a one-stop mm. shop. Like you, I mean, cause I have so much hair, I highly recommend like halving your hair. So like clipping up the top half and doing like the bottom mm. half but it's it's literally like you have a round brush and instead of having to hold the hair dryer as well you literally just have to run the brush through your hair and it blow dries it as you brush your hair yeah so it I like, do like that it straightens it it makes it and it gives you that volume so it's like the bottom gets really straight and then you can you know really work the top where it feels like i don't know every time i use it it my hair just feels a lot healthier than it did when I was like blow drying and straightening and I just feel like it it gets like I can go out and walk and I you know put some product in it for frizz and then walk out instead of having to like hold on I gotta straighten my hair and you know do all the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. other things I like anything that can save time too yeah and like reduce yeah. that step is a yeah. win in my book yeah, so I love it. And I'll use it at night too. Like the other night I used it and I didn't do like the full step. Um, you know, where like I have my hair, I just made sure I got my roots and like the back and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still it held really well over like after sleeping on it. Like I woke up and had to run the straightener through it like a little bit, but it wasn't nearly as bad as if I would have like just blown dried it, you know, real mm-hmm. quick before a shower. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so mm-hmm. and you can also find it on Amazon. Like I said, it's um it's been popular for a while. Um, and I'm not usually one to jump on, um, the makeup hair bandwagon, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really like it. So I'll link that too, um, in our show notes. Um, 
because it's definitely it's definitely worth it and it's really inexpensive so in comparison oh, it's, good. yeah it's not bad so yeah i love it. it all right yeah all right y'all well we um that's it for us for today it for this week yeah so watch um watch us on instagram please again follow while the kids are in bed podcast on instagram um please you can subscribe to our youtube channel um we have that and then also um follow us review listen to us and all all the ways that you do our podcast um like i said the support for the past two episodes have been amazing um we just love it. So um, yeah, keep it up for us and we'll kind of post some teasers and stuff about our next week's episode on Instagram. So be on the lookout. Love it. Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye y'all. Bye.